Good evening. Welcome to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages. I'm your host, Con Sug, bringing you yet another movie review here on the podcast. We're continuing on with Season 6. We've covered many different films throughout the season. Lately, they've been focused on the horror genre. And I'm a huge fan. We're getting closer to Halloween. And for this week's film, I decided to watch a classic from 1959. And this one... I decided to watch it because my friend Alyssa, for my birthday, bought me a couple different movies. And this movie was included on a disc that she gave me. The classic movie, Night in the Living Dead. There was five bonus films. And one of the bonus films that was on the second disc included in the DVD copy was this film. And I need to admit this, I had seen this film once before, but that was a long time ago, so I was a little bit rusty on the movie, but I was excited to rewatch the film and take more notes and focus more on what to discuss about the film, because this is for a podcast, whereas the first time I was just watching it for fun entertainment value. This time focused in on the uh, importance of the notes aspect. So let's talk about this week's horror film. And the film is called House on Haunted Hill. Spooky. <laughs> uh, so the movie House on Haunted Hill, I greatly enjoyed it. Very enjoyable, low budget film. Not all movies need to be done on a $200 million or more budget. Some can be done on low budgets in regards to the production value, filming, and special effects. The film House on Haunted Hill was filmed the exterior shots. So the house, right when you, the movie begins, there's a little bit of like a narration scene. And a little bit about the plot of the movie. They talk about it like a ghostly apparition talks about it. They focus in on the house, which is haunted, on Haunted Hill. And the house that they use in the exterior Soch is a legendary house, historic one, which is the Ennis House in California, which, fun fact, was designed by... Frickwood Wright and built in 1924. And Edis House is a residential dwelling designed by Frickwood Wright for Charles and Mabel Ennis in 1923 and built the following year. And it was cool that they used a historical home. I think the Ennis House was a good choice for the exterior shots for the haunted home. They didn't film inside the Ennis house. It was only exterior shots. So the rest of the interior was just done on stage and sound and studio. So it was not done anywhere legendary. Just the historical aspect had to do with the exterior shots. 
And the plot of the film House on Haunted Hill is pretty much a very simple one. But there are much gimmicks, gags, and spooky effects that will make you very scared. Possibly. Or you'll have a disenjoyment. So the f- plot of the film is as such. There is a legendary, eccentric, creepy millionaire named Frederick Loren, played by one of my favorite classic film actors, Vincent Price. And if the name is not ring a bell for you, is not familiar, you'll definitely recognize Vincent Price by his famous mustache and his famous uh, voice. You can tell it's Vincent Price on screen, even if you don't see him, based on his voice, his classic voice, at least to me. And he has legendary evil laugh. He does a very good job with the evil laugh effect, which my friend Ben and I like to poke fun at, like evil laughs, and st- and just for fun in our po- our podcast, which is a sports one. And Vincent Price, he perfected the evil laugh in regular movies, this one included, House on Hunted Hill. So he's a eccentric millionaire, and he's currently married to a woman much younger named Annabelle. She's his fourth wife, and he decided for fun, his wife's insistence to throw a party. So he invited five people to the haunted home. And a little bit of knowledge, uh, the man, Frederick Rand, the millionaire, does not own the house on Haunted Hill. He's renting it. He is renting it from a drunkard named Watson Pritchard, played by Alicia Cook Jr. He owns a home supposedly from Lawn family line legacy. He's the owner. He believes in ghosts. He is drinking a lot. The Washington Pritchard character. So he's kind of the character they introduced to the film to try to get you scared. The spooky effects. He's the constant storyteller who's like, I've seen the ghosts in the bedroom. One night I fell asleep. The next night I almost died because the ghosts found me. He's the one who wants you to get scared as an audience member. So if you pay attention to Watson Pritchard's character during the film, he's going to get you scared. At least that's his goal. And he's the one who believes in ghosts. It's unclear if he really believes in ghosts or he just is saying that to make it scarier, but... My opinion, Polly does believe in him based on the character. And so back to Frederick Warren the Millionaire. He rents it from Watson Pritchard. And the five guests arrive. And basically the kicker for this party is he's going to give $10,000 to each of the characters if they stay the entire night once the doors have been locked at midnight. All windows are locked. No phones or radios call for help. They are stuck in there until 8 a.m. the next morning. 
if they stay the whole night, they will receive $10,000 each. And basically, the thing is that all the characters who invited, none of them know Frederick Lorraine, supposedly. And all of them, the motive is greed. That's what the character Frederick Lorraine the Millionaire says. They all have something to lose. They need the money. They need the $10,000 because they're all greedy and desperate. Something in the movie, for me, stood out. Three things to focus on are elements, at least of it, are greed, ghosts, and guns. Those are three elements of the film that play a big factor, especially greed. The ghosts, to extend, not really, and then guns play a role, too. So the five characters who are staying in the home, who random people who have been invited to stay are first test pilot Lance Schroeder. He's desperate for money. He's the young handsome man of the story. Then we have psychiatrist Dr. David Trent. He is desperate as well. And he's kind of the opposite of Watson Pritchard's character who's constantly talking about ghosts and that he sees ghosts all around. They're in his head. He can see them up the stairs in the light in the dark. The Dr. David Trent's character, the psychiatrist, is more, it's all in your head. Clearly there are not such things as ghosts. They do not exist. So he's rambling about the fake nature of ghosts. They do not exist. Whereas the Watch Pritchard character is rambling about he can see them behind himself. So kind of just two different aspects to kind of make you question, are there really ghosts in the house on Haunted Hill? Then we have Nora Manning, who is a young woman. She works for Dr. or not Dr. She works for Frederick Wren, but she's just like a typist, secretary. She's never seen him before. She's just randomly chosen. And that also, last one, Ruth Bridgers, who is a journalist, newspaper columnist, and she just was randomly chosen due to her gambling debts. So those are the people who have been chosen to stay the night in hopes of getting $10,000 if they survive. So that's pretty much the plot. I don't want to spoil anything else. Just keep in mind, there's ghosts, carnival tricks, scary Aspects screaming. All the characters need the $10,000 who have been invited as guests. And pretty much the film deals with trust, characters not trusting one another, illusions, tricks, and scary aspects with skeletons, ghosts, shadows, and much more. Bowsound Hill, very enjoyable. The music was well done. Acting was well done. And for a low-budget film, it was well-producted, in my opinion. Back then, 1959, it was done, estimated $200,000 budget, and it made $2.5 in the box office. Very enjoyable. It gets good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb TV as well. Good ratings. Also, fun fact, 
if you want to watch House on Haunted Hill, it's available in the public domain. So you can watch it for free. If you don't want to pay to rent House on Haunted Hill, you can watch it for free, actually. I just watched it on DVD because it was given, so I didn't pay for it either. But it is public domain film. I would recommend it. Definitely give it, for ratings purposes, 8.5 out of 10. So 8.5 out of 10. And since I've seen it before, I knew a little bit what was going to happen. But when I watched it the first time, there are definitely plot-wise good aspects in getting you to question characters' motives and certain scenes. There's definitely going to consider, well, is this the tr truth? Are they really dead? What just happened here? It makes you question your beliefs, which I like that in a film. And definitely they make you question who is the villain or are there ghosts? That's the important part it does. And they definitely chose the right eccentric millionaire, Vincent Price, perfect in the role. He easily carried the film. Without him, this would have been a far stinkier movie, in my opinion. Vincent Price brought his excellent acting ability to this film. And probably some other actors that I enjoyed. The wife, Annabelle Loren, played by Carol Omart. She was fine, but they could have had really any beautiful young woman with manipulative nature act as an actress play the role. Richard Lawn as Lance Schroeder was fine. Uh, Alan Marshall as the doctor, David Trent, was totally fine. Carolyn Craig as Nora Manning did a good job. She's supposed to be, as you expect, the young woman who screams a lot, gets frightened, hysterical. But I think the two who did the best acting-wise for me was Richard Price as Frederick Wren and then Alicia Cook Jr. as Watson Pritchard because he played a guy who believed in ghosts really well that freaked out by the scary nature. And he totally came across as someone who was not joking. He really did believe in ghosts. So I think those two for me were the best acting performances Price and Cook Jr. And I would recommend watching it for sure if you're looking for a not that long horror movie that was well done, good acting, good interior shots and exterior as well, and a little bit different in the plot. It was based on a book, and I would recommend it. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of History from the Back Pages. Colin Suggs signing off. Have a good rest of your week. See you next time. And no, you will not be winning $10,000 if you can manage to last listening to this 15-minute episode. There will not be a $10,000 reward like Frederick Grand says to his partygoers. Good night.